Welcome back to the Ask Us Anything podcast. My name is Dave and I'm the host for this podcast. And today we have a great question that comes in from Sam. And Sam wants to know, Dave, I'm seeking to grow in my knowledge and understanding of the gospel each day. I'm wondering though if you can help me on this question. I know I am to love the Lord with all of my heart, with all my mind, with all my strength, and to love my neighbor. I'm wondering though, it seems like some Christians devalue doctrine and only want to emphasize loving others. Can you help me learn how to love God with my mind also and to ask good questions? Well, Sam, I really appreciate the way in which you've asked this question. And I want to start by reading what Jesus has to say about this topic in Matthew 22, 37-40, which says, And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your mind. This is the great and the first commandment. And the second is like this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. When we begin to talk about asking good questions and loving the Lord with, you know, our everything, including our minds, we need to begin here by saying that one of the reasons why many Christians have an aversion to asking good questions is because of the early movements in the 90s the 1990s, early 2000s, there was a movement called the Emerging Church. And this movement began to ask, uh, began with the premise of asking questions to help make, you know, disciples. But that conversation quickly moved away from orthodoxy. You had people saying that, uh, in the movement, that Jesus' death in our place and for our sin was cosmic child abuse. You had other leaders in the movement saying other things, including putting a moratorium on talking about homosexuality for five years and then coming out in support after those five years for homosexuality. So the, the point here is uh, we we can ask good questions of the biblical text, not from a place of doubt in the Bible or of the Bible, but because we believe as Christians that the Word of God is the inspired, inerrant, authoritative, clear, and sufficient Word. So let's talk about one way that we can talk about this, how we can learn to ask good questions. And let's look at Matthew. I already read Matthew 22, 37 through 40. So let's talk about that. Jesus says that we're to love him with all we are, including our mind. But what does Jesus mean by loving him with all of our mind? Does this mean that we should, you know, stuff our heads with knowledge and we should read and read and read and read and read? We need to begin to understand where the source of true knowledge begins. In the Hebrew worldview, it begins in the heart, in the Old Testament. If you read you know, Proverbs and such, knowledge has to do with the heart. See, true wisdom begins in the heart, and it works itself out in the stuff of life. The truly wise person is not the most knowledgeable person per se, although we need to have a basic understanding of doctrine, and we need to continue to, you know, grow in knowledge. The truly wise person is one who not only knows right doctrine, sound doctrine from the word, but who applies that doctrine into their lives. So there's there's being wise, you know, and then there's understanding, you know. So we're not just to be wise to be wise. We're not just to be understanding to be understanding. No, we're supposed to be seeking to grow so that, you know, we can be wise and understanding for the purpose that we can be, you know, discerning. We can discern whether that person, that teacher, that preacher, that book, that article, the podcast is biblical. We're, we're called, as Paul commends the Bereans in the book of Acts, you know, he commends them for searching the scriptures. He commends the, 
the Thessalonians for much the same thing. And why? Because they understood what we're talking about here today. They understood that it was okay to ask questions, to, to search to see if these things are so. If these things are so from the word. And I, I used the earlier example of the emerging church. Well, let, as a negative example, well, let me use a positive example. Christians, we have a long history and a proud history of the life of the mind. Two examples, John Owen and John Calvin. They dedicated their lives to loving God with all they are, including their mind. They they spent hundreds of hours in, in study and writing, helping Christians to know biblical truths and to apply biblical truth to their lives. So it wasn't just, you know, they wanted Christians to know how to answer questions, and they wanted them to see that, as as Carl Henry wrote about, that Christianity from beginning to end is a life view. It originates in God, and God gives us his word. He tells us what he's like and all of those things and what Christ has come to do in his death, burial, and resurrection. And so they wanted what they wanted is is for Christians to not only have their minds formed by the word, but to have their hearts and lives formed and shaped by the word as well. So Christianity has a long and proud history of the life of the mind. Not just for the life of the mind. Not just to fill our heads with knowledge. But for the purpose of being shaped by truth. And being molded by truth. Gospel truth. And let me just stop here and say, the only reason that you and I, we can love the Lord our God with all of our heart, with all of our mind, with all of our soul, is precisely because God himself has first loved us. He himself is, has t- sovereignly taken a heart of stone and replaced it with a new heart, with new desires and new affections. And so when Jesus said, it is finished, it was because he, you know, he took upon the full white-hot fury of his Father on the cross. And he shouted out, My Lord and my God, why have you, you know, forsaken me? It was because of that moment, he was paying the penalty for you and I, in our place and for our sin. It was later that he would be buried. And yes, three days later, he would rise again from the dead so that we could have new life. We could have forgiveness of sins. We could walk with him and enjoy him and and love him from the heart. And loving God with all of our heart is not, yes, it's it's a command. It's first and foremost a delight. The God who has given us this great grace has shown us this kind of mercy this that we don't deserve he's he's given us such grace and and mercy and so one reason that you and i can love the lord our god with all of our mind and ask good questions of the biblical text and we use when we ask questions we don't just ask questions to ask questions we use sound biblical interpretation we seek to understand well what what is said in the context of this passages that i'm reading what are some of the key words that are said what is this what does this mean in light of what the author is saying in the rest of the book and the rest of scripture and and what is this passage ultimately saying about jesus those are just some questions to to ask you know we ask those questions because we want to understand we want to grow in our knowledge and understanding of what the scriptures are are teaching us when when your pastor goes to prepare a message, he's he's hopefully asking himself those some of those same questions that I just asked as he prepares a message. These are some questions that you can ask as you prepare to, you know, read as you read the Bible, which we talked about last week. 
You can just ask questions of the text, but but not to doubt the scriptures. We ask good questions of the of the biblical text using sound biblical interpretation for the reason that you know we believe in the truth of the scriptures, and so we we ask these questions not from a place of unbelief, but actually from a place of belief and confidence in the truth and wanting to understand more of the word. So you and I can do this. We can ask good questions by spending quality time in the Word. We can do this by, you know, sitting under sound biblical preaching at our local church. We can we can also listen to podcasts like, you know, this one you're listening to and others that we have on Servants of Grace. You know, there's so many good podcasts out there. Not only the ones that we have. Reading quality, godly magazines like, you know, Modern Reformation, Table Talk, or you know, we have a magazine on Servants of Grace called Theology for Life that you can read. So wherever you're at in your Christian life, whether you're a new Christian or you're a seasoned Christian, begin today to ask good questions. And don't just ask questions just because. We don't just come to the text and say, well, this is this is what I'm reading uh, it to say. No, Scripture means what it says. As we read in Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven through forty, Jesus says that we're to love Him with all of our heart, with all of our mind, and with all of our soul. This is a great and first commandment. And the second is like it: you shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. So we should ask: what does that mean to love for myself? To love Him with all that I am, men. That means your wife is your neighbor. You're commanded to love her. Uh, Paul talks about in Ephesians 5, 22-33. And the reason that you can is because of Christ. Because he has bled and died in your place and for your sin. And he now has given you new life. And he empowers you through the Spirit. He convicts you of the truth. Wives. That means that you can, because of the love of God that Paul talks about in Romans 5, 1-5. through 5, the, the love of God that has been, you know, Pour, is continue to be poured into your life through the Spirit and because of the death and resurrection of Christ. You can respect your husband, which is a form of loving him. You can love your neighbor. And this is just one example. We can love those who persecute us, those who belittle us, those who talk badly about us. We can forgive them. Why? Because of what Christ has done for us. So at the heart of loving God and asking good questions isn't just to ask Good questions to ask good questions. It's because of all that Christ has done. So we're seeking, as we ask good questions, to love God so that we can love other people and serve them. And one way we can practically do this, let's say someone comes to you and they ask you a question and you don't know the answer. It is okay and it's the most accurate theological thing to do and the most godly thing to do to just say, you know what? I don't know the answer to this. Let me go study this or let me go ask somebody that, that knows the answer to the question. And one of the reasons why there's we have this podcast, Ask Us Anything, is to help facilitate this. It's for you to ask good questions, to learn how to answer these questions, and then to go out and to, you know, answer when people ask you questions, you know how to answer those questions. You know how to speak the truth and love seasoned with grace. You know how to help people grow in not only sound doctrine, but in sound living as well. And so that is at the heart of my answer to your question, Sam. And I want to thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Ask Us Anything podcast. If you have any other questions, feel free to send them in to us. You can send them to me at dave at servantsofgrace.org. And I want to thank you for listening to this episode and pray Christ's richest blessings on you.